Boogie in the morning. Fourth one. On the show this morning, we have uh, Professor Jason Leach, the National Clinical Director for the Scottish Government. Good morning, Jason. Morning, I. Uh, it's great to be here. Good morning, Jason. Now, listen, we've got some questions which have been sent in by our audience um, regarding the coronavirus, and hopefully you'll be able to, to shed some light on these. So first question was from Billy, and he says, why is this virus so serious compared to the flu? Um, I read that more people, uh, more, way more people die from the flu every year. So we're worried that he's not right, in fact. So 8,000 people uh, died of the flu across the United Kingdom last year. But remember, uh, in the flu, we have the vaccine, we have some treatment, we know it's coming, we know when it's coming. This is not that. This is a coronavirus. Lots of coronaviruses in the world. This is just a new coronavirus. So the common cold is a coronavirus, Boogie. So it's important that we keep it in perspective and most people will have a mild disease but we're worried about the older people and those with pre-existing conditions because we don't have a treatment for it and we don't have a vaccine for it yet. So that's why we're taking unprecedented measures. I mean, we haven't shut the schools and told everybody to stay in their houses and away from clubs and pubs for no reason. So we are taking it very seriously. I have a, I have a question, Jason. Um, of Andrew Russell, if you've had the virus, for how long are you contagious and do you then build up immunity? So, to, yes to the second. You build up immunity. You don't get it twice. There are a couple of cases in Japan where it appears that somebody may have got it twice, but we think their negative tests were probably wrong. So as we get more cases in Scotland and in Britain, we learn more, of course. So we follow them to see what happens. So the science moves on. And the uh, what was your first question? Uh, it, it was, it, it, you, can you have it twice? So, that, so no, you can't have it twice, but there was another bit of your question. Um, how, how long, long, are, you how long are you contagious for? for? You're contagious for up to seven days, which is why when, when we've talked to people about being having symptoms and staying at home, we've said seven days. Right. Okay. Uh, we've got a question here from Gemma, Jason. It says, um, I keep hearing that a new persistent cough is one of the symptoms. Um, what is a persistent cough? How often do you have to cough for it to be classed as persistent? It's really difficult, isn't it? When you when you ask the population to do something, you're asking nearly six million people to behave in a certain way. And we've got to be kind of explicit about what we mean. It's so difficult. The fever is more, the fever is easier. So we know, everybody knows what a temperature is and that sustains over a period. We've been saying about the cough and it's not an exact science. We've been saying a new persistent cough that lasts at least half a day. So this isn't like me getting off the bike this morning, having cycled in the cold and coughing a wee bit, having my cup of coffee. This is this is a proper cough where you know you're sick. Jason, it's it's a dry cough, isn't it? It's not a phlegmy cough because I've had a head cold and I've got a phlegmy cough and it's we, different. We haven't been sp as specific as that, but it appears that most people who get the coronavirus get a dry cough and don't get that really blocked up way that you get mm. with sinuses and colds. But we've just said a persistent cough because we we want to be cautious. We we want to we I mean we haven't told we haven't told everybody stay away from the movies because because this is the common cold. So yeah. although although we're having light conversations around the media over the last few days, there's also a really serious point here. P people are going to get properly sick from this disease. So, so we, so we're not taking it lightly. And by by following the guidelines, you're doing two things: you're protecting yourself, of course. But even if you're a 14 year old kid and you think, well, "I'll just shake it off," even if that's true, by by following the guidelines, you're protecting those who won't shake it off. Yes.
Yeah, and mm. it's very important. On that note, actually, what are your thoughts on bringing back retired nurses and doctors to help the NHS cope when it really gets to a point where we're we're at extreme levels? So we're looking at that really closely and we're in touch with the people in charge of the regulation. And for those who have recently left what we call the register, the doctors and nurses off the register, we are going to bring them back if they want to come back. So so they won't have been de-skilled. So we're, we're hoping that that'll happen in the next uh, week's Okay, Jason, um, what needs to happen before we can start to think about getting back to normal, getting on top of it? What, what's the tipping point? When, when do we say, right, things are getting better now? So we're following cases out, out, outside in the community. We're testing in what we call our sentinel practices so that we can follow this around the country. So there's been a lot of chat over the last few days about testing. We're testing as much as other European countries. We're just choosing to test in a way that will teach us about the virus. So we will know when this virus is at its peak because we'll know the numbers because this clever science can tell us how to do that. It's a bit like listening figures or viewing figures for TV and radio. You don't, you don't, test every single person in the whole country to check they're watching EastEnders. Mm -hmm. You check a sample of the country and ramp that up to tell you how many are watching EastEnders across the whole country. And that's pretty accurate. So we do that for the virus. So we will know, and we're hoping that'll be in the next few months, that we'll reach a peak. And then, of course, there's a downhill from there, which will still be unpleasant because we'll have to have come up and then we'll have to come back down. And then, after a few months, things will start to return to normal. Jason, some other questions that people have, uh, you know, concerned about. Michael said, um, I've heard there's a possibility that some drugs that are currently available are working when it comes to treating people with coronavirus. Is this true or could existing drugs be used as an immunisation? It's not true yet, but the world is working on exactly that. So the WHO, the World Health Organisation, not only trying to protect us all from the virus, of course, also leading and guiding that research for a vaccine and for a treatment. People are, of course, on social media and other places thinking about, could we use this, could we use that, can we use that? There is no evidence yet that anything works, which is why the world is taking these dramatic steps to try and protect us from it. We're hoping that we'll get a vaccine, but that'll take us a year. We know how to do vaccines, but they're just hard the the treatment one is much more difficult it still so we anti antivirals are not very good drugs for any virus but we're hoping that that research because the whole world is working on it will start to get us somewhere okay a um, couple more questions deb says um how long um after you have a virus would you notice the symptoms and are you contagious from the minute you get it that's a great question so you, we don't know for sure if you're not contagious but I know it's breakfast time, but can I be a bit indelicate? The, yeah, 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 crack on. The, the f- you ha- to get the virus, you have to take fluid from one person into another person. So I have to spit or blow my nose, and you have to get that because we're standing close to one another, or it has to be on a surface that I put it on, and you take it off the surface, and you lick your fingers, or you eat your chips, and that goes into your mouth. Right. So, nice. so, so the, so the, the virus has to go... From flu- it's not in the air. The fluid isn't wandering around in the air. You can walk along the corridor and not get the virus. Right. So the fluid is in, in f- the the virus is in globules of fluid. Now they might you might not be able to see them, of course. So therefore, when you don't have symptoms, you're much less risky. 
Do you see how that works? Yes. Yeah. Because absolutely. you're because you're not coughing and spluttering over everybody, but you're not not coughing. Right. So you have to still be careful. So we think the period where you are asymptomatic is up to about five to seven days, which is why the 14-day thing is so important. Because if you have symptoms, we know you're going to be done in seven days. If you don't have symptoms in the house with somebody with symptoms, we can't be sure you haven't got the virus for 14 days. Do you see? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Listen, we're, we're just you... about out of time. Yeah. Um, so uh, we, we, we got one more question on. Yes. Um, well, it's, it's funny because it's, you know, Friday and a lot of people are thinking, okay, it's the weekend. Yeah, we're self-isolating. But Claire asks a very sensible question. And I know that young people in particular may consider this. She asks, can I go around to my pal Fiona's house for a drink tonight? So I'm getting asked this a lot. Let's do what you can't do very quickly. You cannot go out in groups. Do not go clubbing. Do not go to the pub. Don't go to the bars. Don't go to the restaurants. Number one. If you can socially distance at home with a pal, two pals, yes, you can do that. But you have to be really careful. So if you're symptomatic, absolutely not. If you have no symptoms, then yes, you can go around to your friends. You can go and visit your mum, but you shouldn't hug them. I'm really, really sorry. I'm the person who's telling Scotland not to hug. It's really upsetting me. <laughs> it's, well, it's, you know what? Seen as the on bad the, guy. It's yeah, horrible. On the plus side, on the plus side, Jason, you are by far the most intelligent person we've ever had on this radio show. <laughs> so it's, you I, can keep your head held high. Is that a low, a low bar or a high bar? It's a low. It's a very low bar. It is very, very low. low bar. Yeah. Listen, thank you so much for your time. We know you're super busy, um, but it's been great having you on the show and hopefully that's um, shed a bit of light for Thanks people for listening me. to the show today. Thank you. Jason Leach, uh, the National Clinical Director of Healthcare in Scotland. So hopefully that's uh, um, uh, some brilliant information. What a great speaker he is, isn't he, Jason? Yes, fantastic. And okay. uh, thanks to him. So don't panic. Just follow the guidelines and we'll all be fine.